When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining. If you guys are brand new, this podcast comes out three times a week and is available wherever you listen to podcast or streaming music at. Before I forget, I should also promote, we have an, our, our Emergence 2.0 uh, online trading workshop coming up this week. It's going to be Thursday, January 23rd and 24th. 2020 for you guys listening in the future. Um, if you have any questions about it, feel free to shoot me a message or hit me up on social media, but make sure you register and attend. That way you can get your free education and really kickstart your trading for the new year. Now, today's podcast is going to follow up on what I believe is the previous podcast where I talk a little bit about trading in your life. And um, if you guys remember, if you're listening in order, it was talking about how kind of how trading affects our lives and how we start judging kind of risk reward in normal life. And this comes off of um, something I shared on social media. I'm going to try and explain it to you so you can visualize it, but you can always go back on my Instagram or my, my Facebook or Twitter and find it. Um, but it's a caption of uh, a herd of sheep, right? So there's got to be probably a couple hundred sheep here. Um, and there's like this, what looks to be an imaginary fence, um, but there, there's nothing there. And all the sheep are funneling through this little gate. And the caption reads, this is a herd of sheep leaving their stall. There is no fence, just the gate. And it says the trap of overthinking. So imagine what looks to be a gate, but there's only like maybe a small portion of it in a fence. And instead of trying to just going right through forward, they're all funneling through this little gate. And I was reading some of the comments this morning. Of course, there are those people, right? There's always those people on the internet where it says, Will Keel, I did some research on this and it turns out there actually was a fence. You just can't see it because it's an aerial view. And another guy was like, there's a fence there, but it's a it's a wiry fence. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, who who's <laughs> really? I, I, did, I didn't even realize it was a real picture. I thought it was a cartoon that someone uh, that someone drew. But the point is, is that we we are the sheep, right? Overthinking, we are the sheep. We, we tend not to do the simple thing. We tend to do the normal thing. You guys all heard of kind of sheep mentality, right? If, if, if three people do this and it looks like the norm, right? Everyone else is most likely to do it as well. And there's a cool response here. Um, one was from a guy named Justin. He says, reminds me of something that I learned in school when I was young. He said, we had these, we had these double doors to get in the part of the building. Um, and right about 10 feet away, there was another set of double door. 
Every day there was a traffic jam getting into first doors, coming back from lunch, coming into school in the morning. People would complain about being late and not getting, uh, not getting in in time to their lockers because you had to wait for all these people to get through the double door. Um, and if you would have just taken the other doors, there would have been plenty of time. And he says, people want to follow others by default and not even think about where they are or where they want to be. That is the lesson. And there were a few responses from that that were pretty good. And one guy said, yeah, that, that makes sense um, to follow in nature. Well, actually, I'll, I'll read that later. Um, the first thing I thought about this was, yeah, this is true. People want to follow in nature. And as I just mentioned, right, if we see a bunch of people doing one thing, it is the norm. And we therefore want to follow the norm. I have another example. When I was growing up, I grew up in Philadelphia, PA. So there was, you know, an urban area. So it wasn't the nicest area all the time. And, and, and we would always say this, right? If you see three or four people running, you're going to run too. And people may ask you like, well, why are you running? I said, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. And it was funny. Um, when I first met my wife, we were dating. My friends actually played a, tr played a trick on me because they, they knew how I was. So we're walking back from this uh, this party. It's like our, our first date. And, you know, I got like four or five friends up front. I'm, I'm hanging back, talking to her, whatever like that. Then all of a sudden, like all my friends take off running. I don't ask any questions. You know what I do? Fium! Usain Bolt, right? I take off running right with them. And we're running, we're running, we're running. We get like four or five blocks away. I'm, what happened, guys? What happened? Is that not? We're just seeing what you would do. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, right? So, but just following the norm, that's a little bit different because that's due to paranoia and whatever like that. But we, we follow what we think is the norm and people do that in life. I mean, even think about how it is right now. You know, I grew up and, and I've done an episode talking about college and whatnot. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're kind of in a, a switch, kind of a, a mindset switch as in generations right now where, Really, like way back in the day, no one went to college. Only if you were wealthy, you, were, you graduated, you went straight to work, right? When I was growing up, college wasn't a choice. It was what you did. You went to elementary school, you went to middle school, you went to high school, then you went to college, right? Because you need to go to college to get a job. It was that, that step. School, school, college, job. School, school, college, safe job. Now, in, the, in this age, it's a little bit different where college is kind of losing some of its appeal. We're more in a... Uh, we are in more of an entrepreneur type mindset type of society uh, either i guess we are there's, there's a lot of fake entrepreneurs as well people do it just to kind of you know put entrepreneur in their title just to boost their chest whatnot whatnot but there there is there, there are more people being creative and it's less of hey go to college and find a job versus hey if i if i see something i want to pursue out of high school pursue it. And in the same thing, mean, college is becoming expensive as well. We all know it's a business. So it's, it's, it's really kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's cutting a lot of people out of the opportunity to go to college as well. But the thing is the the mindset is, is changing. It's, it's not necessarily the norm anymore where when I, I didn't, I didn't know I had a choice. I didn't know that you couldn't go to college. It was just what you did. And part of me blames people. Part of me blames people where we say that, Hey, you should, you should not follow what people are doing, right? We know that there's this comfort zone, 90% of people live within it. You need to break out of that comfort zone, be that 10%. We say it like it's so easy. But a lot of it is also how we're trained. I mean, think about it like this, right? If we are, if the teacher is telling us, right, we're, we're not really trained to think out the box. So in a situation that Justin gave us where he said, hey, there are these entry doors, but there are these other doors over there. If our teachers are telling us, hey, we have to go through this door, well, we don't know any better. We think we have to, right? I was that kid in, in school where I got in trouble a lot because I would always find an alternative way to answer the question. It'd be like a math question. And 
you, you're supposed to do it this way, the way they teach it. I would do it a different way, the, the way that worked for me, and I would get the right answer, and I would get like an F on the test because I didn't do it the way the teacher wanted me to. So we don't really encourage that creativity. And another trader wrote in, we were, or, uh, yeah, I guess he's a trader, he's in a trading group on Facebook. Um, he took it back even further. He said, well, it makes sense to follow. In nature, if you go out on your own, you get eaten by the lion. And first of all, I was like, what are you, what, lion, what, nature, what? <laughs> but me and my family, we, we just finished watching this movie called, I think it was called The Croons um, the other day, where it's a cartoon movie. Um, it's these cavemen. And basically, the, the beginning of the story starts off by this, right? Um, it talks about all the, most of the cave families died because they, they, they got eaten and stuff like that, right? By the lions, right? But there was this one family, The Croons. And the dad was very strict on following the rules, right? There were rules. You don't stay out past dark. You don't do this. You don't do that. And their family was one of the last cave people to survive because they always followed the rules. However, their life was very boring and unexciting, and they didn't really achieve anything, but they were alive. And as the movie goes on, the daughter, she's kind of creative, and she kind of ventures out. She wants to follow the sun, which is the light, and she follows it. She meets this other guy. I forgot his name, but he's this cool caveman dude. Um... And he's got like fire and he's got all these new inventions and he's like the, the family loves him when they end up meeting him. Oh, they hate him at first. The dad hates him because, you know, everyone that's not in the family is a threat. But they end up meeting him and he's, he's so creative and, he, and he, they go on this journey and, and they, he shows them all this cool stuff in life um, because he's thinking outside the box. He's not sticking to the rules where when it's dark, go inside the cave. He's being creative. He's setting traps. He's creating stuff. And they go on this journey and they're living life for the first time. They're smiling, they're happy, they're enjoying themselves, they're eating new things, they're making new adventures or new inventions. Um, and then it slowly wins, the, the dad's against it because the dad's like safety, safety, safety. And eventually he wins the dad over and everyone's happy. But that movie, although I never thought that I'd use a movie for a podcast, that movie, but it makes perfect sense with what we're doing. And there's a fine line between being safe, right, and, and and not putting yourself in a position where you're eaten by the lion, where you die, and venturing outside the box, right? Will Smith always says this, right? The, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Those are those new experiences. And in life, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of encouraging people to jump outside that comfort zone. And I, I'm not a big fan of like everyone should be an entrepreneur. I don't believe in that at all. Certain people should be entrepreneurs and certain people shouldn't. I don't even think I should be an entrepreneur. I happen to be one, but I don't I don't really see myself as I guess I I don't see yourself I don't see myself as your traditional entrepreneur. Um but I'm encur I, I I encourage people to live their best life, right? To be happy with life. And if you are in that comfort zone of of jobs but you love your job, then that's one hundred percent fine. But I'm talking to the people that complain about not being able to do this or wanting to do that or the lady I told you about in one of the last podcasts where she's like, oh, I can never get a promotion and I hate my job and blah, 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 blaming everything else. Those are the people that need to venture out because when you venture out you and, and you go against, quote unquote, the norm, you get to experience some great things. But I don't want to sugarcoat it and make it seem like it's all good. I don't want to make it, you know, sugarcoat it and say, hey, you know, be like a keel, quit your job and you'll become successful at trading and, and live your, your, your dream life. Right. I, I think what I did was stupid. I think quitting three jobs to, to pursue a career that I wasn't good at, but I had overconfidence in myself that I would be good at it. I think it was dumb. Um, but I also know me and, and I, I did it at a certain time in my life where I could afford to fail. 
right? Where if it didn't work out, I, I still would have been mid twenties, um, two college degrees, plenty of time to get a job or a career somewhere. So you got to measure that risk. And I think many people, when they hear my story, they assume that, oh, he just woke up one day and said, I quit. No, it, it was it was very purposely planned, right? Everything was planned years in advance, right? Maybe not quitting at the time, but years in advance of of saving money and putting myself in a position in the position where I can afford myself time to pursue my dreams and not have to worry about the financial side because I had enough saved up. Even when quitting my job, I, I made sure everything was planned. I do it at a very specific time um, and, and planned everything out. So it's again, like the last podcast we talked about it, it's, it's balancing that risk reward, taking a look at everything and measuring it and taking risk, right? Just like in the market, taking risk, but taking educated and calculated risk. Mm-hmm.